What is the wonderful word, everybody? This is your man's the one. That is the big man in the middle, Storm, and this is the state of basketball. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Just, uh, I guess I had my turn with the battle of COVID this past week. Uh, through the New Year's, it kind of sucked. I was in the bed, uh, <laughs> but I'm feeling better now. Uh, just got back actually from taking a test, so hopefully that comes back negative. I can get back to work and uh, keep this thing rolling, though. Just blessed uh, with the fact that it wasn't that bad. Now, I was vaccinated, so hopefully that helped, but I had no breathing issues. That is a saving grace. Well, I don't know if it's a saving grace or a grace of God. However you look at it, it's still a blessing. Uh, we're happy to see that you have made it through. Not everybody is as fortunate, as lucky as you have been. And our good friend, the lion has been to both of you guys that, you know, went through the, the battle of the vid the last few weeks. So um, I know uh, 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 I want to call him Sean, but Tommy boy is what everybody knows him here on the network. I know Tommy boy and I went through it more last year. Um, so um, I went through it before the vaccine. You right. went through it after the vaccine. I wasn't as affected as bad as, you know, other members in the household or people around. But, man, it's a real deal. And I think I read something earlier that the Delta and the Omicron have merged together. They done, they done got together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're calling it Delta crime. I read <laughs> hey man, this is this starting morning. to sound like some Autobots and Decepticons here in a minute. <laughs> uh, it sounded really crazy. I don't know. The good thing that I hear about it is it could be generating a thing called the herd um, immunity. I think it's called. Yeah. Where uh, so who knows, man? Because I think the the Omicron spread faster, but right. as wasn't a hard of a hit to the body as the Delta was. Right. So now that you put them together, you got the hard hit and the fast moving. Hey, man, I don't know. All right. We just want to make sure everyone's still practicing social distancing, washing them hands. Um, I'm not going to say anything else other than that because that's that's about all I can say on that because I know yeah, a lot of some I mean, people believe. But definitely else, social distance and wash your hands. Oh, I thought you were going to say safe sex. <laughs> well safe sex in general yeah, the, wife, the wife says like every time there's a new group of players on the team that get the virus the wife says y'all need to stop passing around this same skank <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but um, you know other than that it sounds like you had a decent weekend you probably needed the rest anyway because you'd be on the move sometimes the body lets you know when you need to take a break Sometimes this, uh, it can be, you know, just a tiredness or sometimes it can say, Hey, you need this to slow down a little bit. So glad you're back. Um, exciting weekend, you know, Absolutely. as you can see, this is a basketball show, but you know, I mean, big Ben is still <laughs> doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Big Ben is still hanging on, you know, it looks like we going to the playoffs. Sorry, yes. Colts. Yeah. Sorry, I don't Colts. believe they got smashed, like smashed. That messed up my parlay. I knew that it wasn't going to be a 15 point win. But I did not think that they were going to lose. This was a tough game for Indianapolis for the simple fact that it was on the road in Jacksonville division. Jacksonville always seems to find a way to mess up the Colts. Yeah, I want to say they beat them like five games in a row or something. Like I feel like it's starting to be a minute. 
Yeah, like at Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, like, maybe. Always had a problem winning down there. Maybe uh, y'all need to stop going to the club. Right, man. It's too nice. What do you want to do? <laughs> like, it wasn't like <laughs> Pittsburgh. They had freezing rain and cold. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, I'm excited about that. But since it's basketball, I guess we'll try to curb it to that. Uh, a lot of a lot of exciting things going on uh, this week, this weekend that's happened last week, um, and a lot of unexciting things. Uh, Michigan women took a nasty loss earlier in the week to Nebraska, which is probably going to knock them out the top ten. They bounced back earlier today with a nice win over Rutgers. Uh, the Michigan men, whoo, man, it's rough. I don't know. Ooh. How do you feel about the game being suspended? I was almost like. Well, maybe they need a minute. They need a minute. (laughs) Especially against going against little brother, and little brother is right. (laughs) Yeah, you might need a minute just to gather your thoughts anyway. Yeah, so um, I know football season is drawing to a close, and we're getting really into the good thick of uh, basketball season when we go to college. Um, All of the tournaments are out. All of the non-conference matchups that you uh, would like to see are out. and now it's conference play. You know what I mean? When we turn over to the NBA, you know, you got a lot of the eh, the jitters out, you know, with some teams. And now you can figure out which teams are going to make uh, positive playoff pushes and which teams are going to play around in in the, the trade deadline and try to make moves or who's just, you know what, let's get rid of people to start, you know, building for next year. We're, we're hitting that that part of the season. So not a whole lot to talk about NCAA other than the fact that, you know, Michigan's not playing well. Um, IU girls are looking really good. Um, But I think as the season, as now the weeks go on, we start to have those games, the conference games. I think we're going to get more of that. But what we want to talk about is this NBA faction that's going on. There's a lot going on in the league, bro. Yeah. And the top of the list. Hold on. Before before we do that, just – we did not talk about before we leave college. How about Miami taking out Duke? Uh, Charlie Moore seemed to shine for Miami. Oklahoma State taking out 14 Texas. Missouri, Alabama took out Alabama at 15. Like, there's been a lot of top 15, 16 uh, teams that took uh, L's this past weekend. Not really so much that they took L's because, you know, with them being that far down in the rankings, I mean, no, being in the top 15 is still pretty high. But you're subject to more um, conference losses because of in conference. But I think I think not so much as the losses is the fact that you suffered losses to nine ranked opponents. Definitely, that's the, the bad Duke, one. That the Duke was was, was huge. <laughs> but and but that was on the road though. It wasn't in Cameron, was it? I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was in camera. I think it was in camera. They might have lost about 20. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, go so, ahead. Yeah. I just I mean, wanted to get a lot, that college out. Yeah, there's a lot there. You know what I mean? But I think we're more interested right now in uh, the NBA. Um, the thing that – I mean, we could just start right off, off the bat. You know, I kind of want to start with some other stuff and have it filtered through. Yeah, before we get to that, let's just say it. Hands down to um, big applause to Becky Hammonds. Um, my question for that, I know it's a nice job. I know it's a good move to be um, head coach of Vegas at the WNBA, but I've kind of feel she settled. 
Yeah, like she was supposed to be that one. Not that she still can't be, but I feel like, do you feel like her leaving the NBA hurts her chances in becoming an NBA coach, or you feel like that helps? Her? I don't know. I don't know because, well, I guess you can add uh, add this. How many WNBA coaches have made the switch into the NBA? How about any, or oh, you mean in any faction, not head coach, but just any yeah. role? Like we haven't, uh, we heard coaches come from the G League. Yeah, we haven't heard. We've seen coaches come from the WNBA. I mean, the NBA go to the WNBA. WNBA. Yeah, we've seen that, but not but, the WNBA. But if there was a one, I feel like it would more than likely be her. But I just wonder if being out of that loop, you know, that uh, small uh, conversation, close knit, close knit. Um, job as coaches like i don't know if that will hurt her or not being out of that loop i don't know i mean i i kind of think it was a settle i think she i i i mean i don't know how much money they threw at her i didn't really nah, i think she's like it. the highest paid i think oh, she's, she's the like, highest paid yeah <laughs> yeah she's the highest paid because you're gonna have to come off some cheese right to go grab her you know what i'm saying but she's walking into a very talented team you got um liz cambage you know, the Australian um, hottie. I could say she's a hottie because she's she's hot. You know what I mean? I don't know if you on Instagram might want to follow her. She's <laughs> off the chain. I'm not going to pay for your fans only. It's, it's not right. that deep. <laughs> but, as, I mean, she got to be the most the most out there NBA player. Plus, she's like 6'8 in a bikini, bro. <laughs> I don't know. She's Nothing got her there. That. I mean, it's a very good team she's going to, but I think she said I think her aspirations was to be a coach in the W. I mean, in the NBA. Now, I don't know if that was the assistant. Well, I'm a coach, so I'm assistant. I'm the highest paid assistant. I've been here forever. You know what I'm saying? Or is it, did you want to be an NBA coach? I think if you wanted to be that, I'd have stuck where I am. Papa's going to get you where you need to be. Like, right. if you make that move over there, it kind of feels like you settled and you kind of just gave up. I, I could see that perspective, but that money talks so the well. zeros is zeros, bro. Cool. And she could put that in her contract that she could leave out, you know, she gets that uh NBA nod for head coach. So hopefully she put that in her contract and that won't, you know, hurt her financially or anything like that. That's because kind of baked in the cake. So I'm uh, definitely looking forward to seeing her, uh seeing her coaching style being that head coach, although it be the WNBA. Uh which we say over and over is uh, the brand that they have is more of a technical to the game sport. So hopefully that'll help in that aspect. And then uh, she makes it to the NBA. The athleticism part will uh, be on top of uh, knowing the game and knowing angles and plays and whatnot. That'll just make her that much better. I agree. I'm going to have to backtrack because I just looked at my notes and I forgot one thing about college. It's been sitting here for a minute because we did do it last week, and I wanted to know if you heard Gino Ariana's come back to Muffy Muffet McGraw's comment about ESPN's bias towards Notre Dame and the I mean towards uh, UConn in the uh, the rankings and things of that nature. No, I didn't catch that one. Well, yeah, she just basically said ESPN has a huge bias. Or and the voters have a huge bias when it comes to connected women's basketball. Like they get benefits that you know in the voters' eyes that most schools don't get because they're Connecticut. So Geno's comeback a couple of days later is, um, 
yeah, there could be a bias. So what? It happens like that when you have nat- 11 national championships to two. And he changed the so, subject and went into something else. So basically, he's saying we earned this. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. I, I 11, yeah. What, what do you think's going on? You win 11, and you'll you'll get some biases too. Yeah, a couple, <laughs> couple chances that you had was, you know, some of my 11. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for contributing to my 11. Yes. So I was extremely excited about that one. That was like, ooh, and then he didn't say nothing else. It was like, yeah. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. 11 to (laughs) 2. Next. Next. (laughs) All right, so back on track. Um, Ooh, this will make you exciting. Go Blue. Franz Wagner, named Eastern. He's rookie of the month for December. Nice. And why not? He came from a great great background. Uh, We say over and over again, it's just a great uh, institution for learning uh, all things. uh, Because obviously we we contribute to the world in more ways than sports. Uh, But it's just a great institution of learning. So uh, not surprised. Never am surprised when I see a Michigan alum do something great and whatever uh, genre or business or humanitarian or whatever it is, it's just not surprising to me. I'm extremely excited about it. I thought it was a good fit for him in Lando. A lot of young talent, a lot of good young people coming out of that draft this year because I think they got Jalen Suggs down there too from Gonzaga. They got a little young core down there, and Franz is doing pretty well. 19 and a half, five rebounds, three assists a game. That's pretty good for a rookie. Yeah, so, and there in the expect there's no expectations. That's the other zero part. expectations. <laughs> You're not a K Cunningham where we're expecting you to turn Detroit around. Right. We're expecting oh. you to be a part of some shit to change. Uh, hey, but I got Orlando some news around. on Detroit. When we if when you want to hear it now, uh, shit, we brought it up. Go with it. Uh, bowl, bowl, <laughs> uh, finalizing the trade to Detroit for Rodney uh, Magruder and a second round pick. Yeah, all right. That sounds like. What do you feel like? Do you feel like like I want him to be good, and he's very athletic for his size, but I just unfortunately I see injury bug in his future. The more he plays, like if he keeps it 10, 15, like he doesn't really log in a a lot of minutes. But if he gets to that 15, 20, 25 a game, unfortunately, just due to his frame, like it's going to be difficult. No disrespect to his dad. Manute Bowl. Um, I enjoy watching him. Not a very skilled player, but you can't really not keep seven seven off the off the floor. Right. He was um, skilled so in what he needed to be and what he needed him. to do. Yeah, I enjoy watching uh Manute because it was it was fun seeing him and, and Muggsy. Right. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> the contrast. The contrast, yes. But I look at Bobo. I saw him at you uh the like three games at Oregon. And I've seen him in the league. He's got a tremendous upside, but I think he's not going to be absolutely nothing. I don't. I mean, you're not getting it. I don't. For one, I think one of the things at Oregon, your work ethic was questioned. So I think that was an issue. One, and you can see it now. I put him in the category of Taco Falls. You're a novelty. You're a novelty yeah. to the NBA. Go make your money. Why you can't? You're, you're, you're like a fan favorite, right? Yeah. You're not like <laughs> it. When you like when he was in, like Taco was in Boston. He get in yeah. the game, you know what I mean? The fans go nuts. 
yay. And he does absolutely nothing. <laughs> Unlike TJ McConnell, who is a fan favorite, and you could tell that the Pacers are missing him. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about I'm ready to talk about that, too. And we get to them in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is up, Big Ben? I see you hanging out, my good friend. Nice to see you over on the ball side. Appreciate the basketball side. That sounded really bad. <laughs> you could have uh, you could have <laughs> talked about the ball family. <laughs> yeah. And he's got, uh, oh, let's go Sixers. We'll get to them in a minute, too, because – Joel B, boy, that's my guy. Like, he might be coming close to being, like, my favorite big in the league right now, man. I like Joel, man. I like hey, Joel. Hey, this is the, the listeners hearing it here first. I just got my results back. Your boy is negative. Negative. Not positive anymore. He is negative for hatred. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get to Lance too, Uncle Mark. Oh yes. <laughs> Lance will make them dance. That yes. is my God, but I'm so Making happy to see Lance dance. back. And what did he what he have last night? 28? Was that last night's 28 or no, was that the game it before? Was, it was his first night back. He had a 30 piece, but he had 20 in the first quarter. Like he said, I heard a couple of his remarks, and he was like, he just felt the energy from the fans, and he just couldn't. He went back to Making them dance. He's making them dance in them and ones, buddy. <laughs> and dropping dimes. He was dropping dimes. Like he, I think last night he had, what, eight assists in the first quarter. Yeah, I think he ended up with 14 and some bonus with the 42 on Utah. Hey, now I don't want him to get hey. too excited because uh, – Andre Drummond is uh, 14 assists, Uncle Mark said. Andre Drummond. Only thing we're going to talk about Andre Drummond is the fact that he dated your girl from iCarly. That is yeah. all we got for Andre Drummond. Yeah. I don't even know. Is he still in the league? I know he He's always killed the Pacers. I know he always He's killed Detroit. the Pacers. He always averaged like 30 boards against us. But I just feel he needs to get out of Detroit, man. Ain't nowhere yet, Detroit. Last I heard. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even sure if he's still there. Yeah. You know what I mean? This poor guy. Because, I mean, because he could give you – I mean, he can give you a solid double-double in the paint, man. I know, but I know. the game is kind of passing him, passing his skill set by. Well, yeah, because you're not dominant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're you got to nah, nah, do that. Solid and not athletic yeah. enough, I guess. Really, like if you got to do that, you got to you got to move. He's in Philly. What the hell? Andre Drummond's in Philly. Yeah, yeah. I stopped paying attention. It's all yeah. about it's all about uh, Joel Embiid and. How they just silence Ben Simmons all together. <laughs> but let's stay back on track. Let's stay back on track. Right. Um, so the exciting news that we had, and he has been there all year. Now that you say that, I do remember. But it's like when they were losing, when Ben was out, that was a time for him to do something, and he hadn't really been doing anything. So it's kind of hard. It's kind of easy to forget about him, except for uh, Sam on iCarly. But anyway, um, so the excitement things that we had this weekend, we had the return of some players. You had uh, Kyrie come back this week um, and had a pretty good game against the Pacers in a win, a comeback win. Pacers are great for three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, they're going to give you everything that you need to win a game. Um, and then tonight, we got the turn of your guy. 
Yes. Clay. The other, the other half the of the Splash Brothers blow. will be reunited tonight at 8 o'clock. I'm excited to see that game. Uh, and I just want to see how it works out with Kyrie. To be honest, I didn't think it would take a half for him to get back into the flow, but he sure got back into the flow. And it makes me want to wonder, like, ah, when he's on the court and the off the court, I always felt like the off the court will catch up. But after watching that, now, granted, they're playing the Pacers. I give you that. But still, you had to make shots. And he made shots. So uh, it makes me think about it. Like, can this dude be like this and then hoop out on the court and then still win a championship? Now, granted, that was a, what, a Monday night in in January. So it's nothing like a, you know, playoff game or a, or a finals game. But for a Monday night in January, it was pretty good. I mean, we've seen Kyrie do it. We've seen him do it before. I mean, the guys – you get the one thing you can say, you might question things that he does off the floor. You can say that about, you know, 85% of all athletes. You know, you might question some of the things they do off the floor. But on the floor, on the court, the guy is, is phenomenal. You know, I mean, he he handles the ball like he's got handles like any great point guard ever has. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? Almost, he can shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's not that well, I mean, I know everybody measures shooters now to Steph, but let's not take it short. Kyrie makes shots. You know what I mean? He's a 90, 40, 50 guy. You know what I'm saying? He makes shots and he makes plays. How can you keep him off the floor? I mean, you know, I think, you know, after watching that, I know it's the Pacers, but after watching that, I kind of feel that they could probably do it. Yeah, that's what I felt playing, too. With him playing just away games because Harden and Durant is enough to win at home. Yeah, and the the yeah, and the others, and the but, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, the others play better at home. Yeah, they do. They do. But we know Durant and Harden. <laughs> but just don't forget. I just, I just, I, I want more. I need more. Right. So for Monday night in January, yes. Yeah, we haven't seen more breaks. because they were at home last night, so we right. weren't going to see. No, I get And Durant it. Get picked it, up the slack. As only he can. That guy's nice. I mean, I was watching the game, right? Watching the game. And I'm like, Durant's on the floor. Why is Patty Mills shooting five, six, seven shots in a row? I said, why don't you just give it to this guy? Yeah, Let him just, shoot. Yeah. What's he, he doing? He goes get the ball, two dribbles, turn around, jump shot. Bam. Please. Why he does, he he does it ball? very well. He does it very well. He puts the ball in the hole very well. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think he's been keeping up with his personal hygiene lately. You know, the line looked kind of, you know, it's still patchy, but the line was kind of fresh. And his knuckles looked like they had some jerkins on them. You know what I mean? He was looking for me okay. He got the memo. Come on home. Tell him to come on home. Uh, <laughs> so um, we talked about Kyrie. Now let's switch over to Clay. Now we haven't seen him play yet. Um, right. Unless you've caught any of those uh, G leagues, yeah. But I, I, I just feel like that is nothing compared. That's that's just like going out to the park and then playing in a college game. Difference. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, what he can do. I, I obviously he's been putting up shots and that's been looking good. I think there's a clip out there with him doing 25 in a row uh, from the corner. So I, I, it just gets me excited. I, I like the fact that I don't know. I, I'm eager to find out. So. 
Uh, I'm not going to put anything on him, but I'm just excited to watch. I'm excited to see the energy that his return will bring. Uh, so I want to see that as well. I want to see what Steph does because he's been in a slump here lately. So I want to know what this comeback will do to him. Once again, having these Splash Brothers uh, reunited. So let's go. Eight o'clock can't come fast enough. Yeah, I'm anxious to see it. You know what I mean? Um, they were a dynamic backcourt when they played. Um, it gave a lot of freedom to Steph, and it made a lot of difficult uh, choices for opposing coaches and defenses because, you know, and I think I think I'm not so much worried about the offensive side of things because shooters shoot. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, shooters shoot. If your legs – and what happens when you get old as a player? What develops? You start, you start shooting more. The jump shot develops. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You start shooting Jays way more than trying to go in or yeah. Post I up think my last three people. Yeah, I think my last three years was all jump shots and pull ups. Maybe the turn around jump hook. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I feel that. I feel that. Um, the hell were we just talking about? That's talking about coming deep. back, coming back. Yeah, from, that's bad. Uh, yeah, Clay. Injury. So I'm not worried about his his offensive side. I'm going to see him on the defensive side because this quad is cat. Clay was one of the top five defenders in the league on guard status before on on the wing or so to speak before he got hurt. You know, Steph yeah. didn't have to play defense on people on the outside. He had, but he did Kawa, step it up though. He, he has. I'm not gonna knock him. We talk about the pass. Yeah, we talk about that. Not talk about right now. You know what I mean? Steph has stepped it up in the de- on the defensive end, but he can still be a defensive liability. But we Not were talking much. back back then. Not you know, much. he wasn't the one that they could you couldn't isolate it. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't take advantage of it because stay because Clef would uh, Steph Clay would go take that number one guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And still be and with him not having the dribble to do what he needed to do. It made him more effective on the offensive end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to dribble the ball around of uh, 60 points and 11 dribbles. But right. You know right. So I'm looking more on the defensive side of things when him, with him wanting to go have to guard the Kevin Durant's and uh, the Dame Lillard's and those things like that that Steph didn't have to guard. So, right. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm looking, looking for. forward to seeing that. I'm sure the defense, like we say, a lot of defenses that want to. Uh, so hopefully he didn't lose that want to. And uh, playing angles, of course. Yeah. Um, who's the best? Who's the best shooter we'll ever see? I'm not really sure. Are you talking about Steph or are you talk about Clay? I hope he's talking about. No, Steph. I think that's the question for us. Who do oh. we feel like the best shooter we'll ever see in uh, our lifetime? Well, uh, I can only shooter speak I've to ever seen today. is is um, your boy that worked at the GM plant down here, Fitz. I'm just being honest. You want to know? I've seen the guy shoot the lights out of everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Butler alum, uh, Fitzgerald, I think it was his last name. Mm -hmm. But we just called him Fitz through the neighborhood. I mean, I was a kid, you know, watching him shoot. So, I mean, when we was at Washington Park watching the Dust Bowl and this guy come off the assembly line with the damn steel toe boots on and drop 40 in 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 the damn uh dust bowl game bro and never shot a layup it was all jump shots i mean like deep like they didn't have markings so just <laughs> like yeah that's the best shooter i've seen <laughs> but if you want to go you know league wise yeah 
Yeah, league-wise is where I'll go because I'm not sure anybody outside the league that I've seen. Even Fitz was nice. I get it. But he wasn't playing against NBA defenses, so I kind of put the NBA shooter on a little higher pedestal. Um, But I've personally seen or seen on TV. Man, I want to say Larry was a killer too, man. Yeah, Larry was a beast. Larry was a beast. He just wasn't shooting at the clip. He that, didn't have like, to. Steph he was to... at 300 already. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just I just think the game is different. That's why I hate comparisons. I hate comparisons. You can do it all day you want to, but the game is that you have to factor in those variables of how the game was played. You know what I mean? Just think if those guys 25, 30 years ago, was shooting the three-point game, shooting the threes the way it was right now. I mean, we get there were some shooters back there. There were some guys oh, yeah. who can hit shots. So like, that's why I hate these these great kind of comparisons. You know what I'm saying? If you want to loop them all together, say, hey, here are the the best shooters you know ever in the league. I think you can do that, but it's hard to come down unless you put them all in the gym. Like you take a um what 1980s Larry Bird put him with a today's clay I mean Steph you know to put him with a 90s Ray Allen to Reggie. put him with a, a late 80s early Reggie you know what I'm saying put him with somebody put him with his daddy you know Derek yeah. Curry could like that thing up too there was Pager Pager uh no uh oh not Pager letting that thing go too (laughs) but he wasn't who i was thinking of i'm thinking of my guy from the nets that passed drajan petrovich yes petrovich yes i mean there was guys that can shoot the ball the game was played different so it's hard for me to say now i'm not gonna knock him like he's probably the best shooter he probably is hey low-key why boys low-key why boys forget about craig hodges Craig Hoggins was cash money. (laughs) (laughs) He was cash money. I think he's the only one. I think he's the only one I could think of that was in the three-point contest, wasn't even in the league. He wasn't even winning. He was defending his title. Winning, you know, cash with the (laughs) warm-ups on. The whole warm-up y'all fit on. Like, we just gave you a NBA warm-up. You don't even get a team. Just NBA. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So uh, Association. So it's 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 kind of hard for me to say that. I mean, I kind of feel that Steph is, but it's hard when those variables on, unless you take all of those guys, put them in the gym, and say, There you go, shoot it out. You know what I'm saying? If you take but like is, a that, Jerry is West, that how you figure it out, or do you do a play a gameplay? Now we're getting into where does gameplay fall into? Mullins. Yeah. yeah, lefty, lefty. Yeah, lefty. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, how do you right, exactly? There's so many variables that, like, how we were talking <laughs> earlier today when we were talking about the LeBron or the Jordan controversy, you know, or the argument or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't even it's, think it's a controversy. I but just I mean, controversy. Like, I just seen. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's like you got so many variables that factor in that you that I'm like, if you had a computer and you had to put in all these algorithms, these are all of these numbers that you have to put in this computer before you can spit out these answers. Unless you can get Mike and Jordan, like unless you can get a um, what, let's say a 29 year old Jordan and a 29 year old LeBron James and a 29 year old Kobe and a 29 year old Magic. 
and a 29-year-old Bird and, and Kareem and get him out there and play, you will never know because you got to factor in the other four people on the floor. You got to factor in the other circumstances of the gameplay, like you mentioned earlier. And you got to factor in who's guarding who. Like, like LeBron, are you going to score that much if Mike's guarding you? Mike, are you going to score that much if LeBron's guarding you? But and then the variables is hand checking involved because hand checking was the, the rage of the 80s and 90s. Yeah, let's see. Uh-oh. What do you say? Uh, I'll settle that how you can LeBron be better than Jordan when he wasn't even close to Kobe. <laughs> I would just ask Big Ben, where does the records fall? Like, I know it's subjective, but really, LeBron has the youngest to reach a lot of records and will be the oldest player to reach a lot of records. And, you know, God bless Kobe, but his career was over. So we have a complete, a complete uh, knowing of his skills or knowing a, a complete resume, a complete body of work. Uh, but LeBron is still out here and he's still getting records and that has to count for something. He may not have had that alpha dog scoring mentality, but that does not make him not the greatest just because he didn't score a lot or didn't have that dog, which I do feel like he developed. Now it may not be the dog that Kobe was, but he still got dog in him. Uh, yeah, he's got dog in him. You know what I mean? I just, I mean, I can't say LeBron's better. I can't say LeBron's the greatest. Can't say Mike's the greatest. I can't say anybody's the greatest. I've held, I've held fast for that. There's so many, so many variables that you got to get. I mean, that it's, you know, what I mean, like we keep saying with the greatest list. You know, what I mean, it all comes into play. That's like ranking teams against other teams. Like everybody thinks that the the seventy two win team Bulls was the best, you know, team, you know, ever. But why are you not counting the Boston who won seven straight? <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, you know, there's team. Why are you not counting some of them Laker teams when they won five within our early nineties? They was running everybody out the gym when they called them a Lake Show. It's hard to do those type of things. And this one here, this one is ridiculous. Rings should never be a factor in of your greatness. Robert Ory was seven. He has more than retort. Because greatness is an individual thing. Rings is a team thing to a certain extent because I do feel like you need to have minimum a superstar and a very close superstar, all-star to win a championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Robert Ory's got seven rings. That's, that's really all I have to say. But he contributed to a lot of those wins, too. Never said he didn't contribute, but he has seven rings. So if you're considering rings as an issue – then Robert Ory should be second on that list behind William yeah. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> He's got 11. Seen as a player, one as a coach. Can't beat <laughs> you know that. I mean, so rings shouldn't ever, ever come into factor in that. I mean, they can, they can like sway. Yeah. They like, can be a part of the formula, but not the whole formula. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, I'm lost. What you got? Uh, so yeah, I got a couple more things. Uh, the Nuggets are talking with Boogie Cousins. He might find another spot. Oh, uh, I'm so shitty about that. Boogie was hooping, bro. 
He still why, is. I mean, why'd you take it? Why, why are you releasing him? They he was wanted to have, hey, what do you want me to do, man? I mean, I don't know, I want you to do anything. I want you to call <laughs> Milwaukee and be like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? My guy is hooping. I mean, it was like, oh shit, the Marcus Cousins is getting it in. And then <laughs> gone. <laughs> like, what is going on? And uh, I do have one more thing. How about the Bulls, man? How about them number one in the East? Yep. Uh, Nets two behind. I got a little something. So uh, the Bulls in December went nine and two, and so far in January two and zero oh for that twenty six and ten record. Hey, I, I was saying something about the Bulls earlier in the season. I remember saying you might want to pay attention to the Bulls. You know what I mean? These are a couple guys that's got chips on their shoulders, and they're ready to have an opportunity. I spoke about Zach Levine. I spoke about DeMar DeRozan because I thought both of them were in the same situation. Like, guys are very skilled, very talented, but always seem to be on the outside of those things because of their teams. You know, I know good players on bad teams like you want to – like I was saying, Levine's been hooping, but you put him in that category of the Kevin – not the Kevin Durant, the uh, Kevin Love. Like, are you just that good on a bad team? Danny you know Granger. Yeah, or you just that good on the bad team. But hey man, I've believed in Zach. Zach is hooping. I, I think Zach developed a jump shot. When he first came in the lead, he his jump shot was cool, but he was more of that slasher dunker. I feel like he's definitely elevated his uh jump shot, and that's really what's helping him uh well he won the relevant. COVID, he won the COVID horse tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said it. He, I watched it. I watched the whole damn tournament on NBA TV. I sure as hell did. What else were we going to do? We right. were in the house. We was on lockdown. So, um, yeah, man, I, I like the Bulls. I like them. And my guy. You don't like him, but my guy was hooping before he got hurt. Who? The White Mamba. Oh, you talking about uh, Caruso? Uh, yes. What are you talking about? Man? And they okay. keep talking about the league. They keep talking about him in L.A. too. Like, was that a really good move to let him go? I don't think his. I don't think that is the reason. I think it's the unfortunate injury bug with uh, AD that hurts you more than not having Caruso. <laughs> that, that's fine. And they let. How about they let go of Rondo? No, they didn't let Cleve, him go. They Cleveland, you won't know, let him go via trade, but um, Cleveland creeping on the come up still. I like Cleveland. Cleveland is going to be a team that's going to be um, that you're going to have to talk about in the East when it comes uh, to the playoff race with these teams matching up. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to pay attention to Cleveland. They got a back line that is ridiculous. And now that you mention it, Kevin Love was in the game. Couple games ago, making <laughs> shots. Was I was like, I was like, it was a on, Kevin man. Love sighting. Listen, I can't look at Kevin Love the same way anymore after the big head commercials. <laughs> you know, you remember those? Yes. <laughs> Every time I see you, I just see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all I got, bro. Yeah, I mean, once you speak about Cleveland, like I was saying, they got a nice front line. 
You know, you got Jared Allen. You got the little rookie Woodley who's playing good. You got the two guards. Graham and Sessons is playing pretty good. Um, who I really like to talk about the emergence is the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are playing with the Edwards. If he can get yeah, Edwards needs help, and I don't if, know if uh, Townsend is mentally he needs to get Towns together. I don't know what I, I think he's soft. I think he's cookie dough. You know what I mean? Because every once in a while, you say like if like I saw some highlights the other day. He cut the ball, you know, dribble from half court, bait the move, dunk on the dude face. You know what I'm saying? And then the very next game, you got 12 points and six rebounds. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I feel like it's mental. And I feel like he's been in the league long enough as well to, um, like, it's sad. Because you see Boogie, if he has some of that Boogie in him, he'd be a crazy. Puzzle. And why can't Boogie get those opportunities, man? I know yeah. he was nuts at the beginning. He's mature. Well, he's probably what, he's like grown. five, five, eight years younger than Boogie, though? <laughs> he's matured. He's grown. You know what I'm saying? Give him, give him a shot. <laughs> Give Boogie a shot. Give him a shot, I'm man. I mean, hey, man, let's start. A I'm always going to be down with your bigger, more traditional um, centers. Uh, I'm definitely because, you know, that is a dying breed right now as far as in the league. So uh, I'm definitely down with Boogie, even though he does got the jumper as well. Two things left that we got. Um, one, I want to talk about the Pacers. But first, let's dive into the fact that since we mentioned it earlier, let's dive into the fact of what LeBron has been doing over the last uh, well, like ridiculous 10, days, days. <laughs> for a 37-year-old man. Yeah. Just like breaking I think, records. <laughs> I think him and Tom, I think him and Tom Brady are on two different planes. Yeah, they might have came from the same planet. Yeah, you know I'm what I'm saying? I'm not sure if it was from here. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, they, whatever the, the the planet was, astral world, I don't know. But they're not from here. I mean, a from Krypton, some shit. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just just Brady of what 44, 42, 44, he's, he's 44, 77. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn, you young some bitch, young old <laughs> bastard, old young bastard. But, yeah, you got him in his 40s, LeBron in his late 30s doing things. that There's only been one other person that played because that in the NBA just played like LeBron has at this age, and that was Kareem. And that was because he had to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he was still doing it. There's a reason why he's got 38,000 points. Right. And, <laughs> I, bet, I, bet, and I bet uh, Kareem was eating right and yoga in and, and martial art. Like, he, he did Muscle. things for his time. <laughs> That were uh it was still out and it was still known, you know, about taking care of your body. So yeah, he he was Muslim, so you know he wouldn't need no damn pork. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I kind of think Kareem was vegan. Maybe can't or really say for sure or, or vegetarian. vegetarian. Well, yeah, vegan's extreme. I'm gonna just go with vegetarian because you can dabble <laughs> with a little fish every now and then. <laughs> um but the end result is it's phenomenal what he's doing. I think over the last six or seven games, he's averaging, what, 32 points, uh, just under 10 rebounds, just under 10 assists. Yeah, pretty, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, and that's, he's killed, pretty I mean, phenomenal. He's doing it. And I mean, that, 37, I think I stopped dunking with velocity, I mean, with, with vigor, vigorous aggression and uh, nice floating height. We'll say around, what, 30, 31. And then it became the the old Reggie Miller dunk. 
You know that one where you just <laughs> throw it in. Just throw it in. <laughs> like, yeah, I can still duck. <laughs> Do one of them. Yeah, no temp dunks, none of that. Probably about 31 was probably the last consistent. This dude, we watched the game last night. This dude, or the night before, this dude, 37, you know what I mean? Still at the rim like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is crazy to me. Freak of nature, man, freak of nature. And let's talk about the Indiana Pacers. That should be a good way to end the show. All right, well, definitely. So uh, Lance did get signed through the rest of the year. It never since it never ceases to amaze me how he will play on many different teams and and be sad, but come to Indiana and he balls like some something under the field house that just speaks to him and he just balls out. Uh, I like the energy, like I said, that he brought Sabonis and him are playing well together. I still uh, I don't want him to get too excited though. I still would love to have a top five pick. We haven't had one in the '80s, Rick Smiths. So I definitely uh, still want that. Like, I'm a fan. There still will be a fan, even with them losing, because it gives us opportunity for uh, have a chance to get a franchise player. How do you feel how the season will go towards the end once all of these pieces are back in play? Now I'm counting everybody but T.J. Warren. Uh, like, Brogdon comes back. LeVert like comes said, back. I hope that it goes – I hope they get a top five pick in the league, and that's where I want. That's what I want. What I think is they'll mess around and maybe hit the playoffs and once again, you know, 10, 11, 12, 14 pick. Like, I could see that happening because, unfortunately, that's the way we've been for the past, four, what, 30 years is 13, 14, 15, one finals appearance. Oh, and that was with our top five pick, Rick Smiths. Uh-oh, I just saw something I didn't like. I'm about to go back. Um, I just saw something that said Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if I like it or dislike it because I'm never the same. I'm going to be a fan with or without regardless. I think he's vetting coordinators. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's vetting oh, yeah, coordinators to our, replace or go yeah, to. I think one of our coordinators did uh, <laughs> take another job. Yeah, uh, I think it was a was it a coordinator or a co- position coach? Say that again. I think it was was a coordinator or position coach. I don't know. I don't remember. I just saw some flash and I went to hit it and it took me to ESPN. Tom Brady and that's not what I wanted to read about. <laughs> but with the Pacers, it's such a struggle, man, to watch them because they're giving you three quarters of great basketball. I mean, they're playing excellent basketball, and then the fourth quarter comes, and it's yeah, a wrap. That's, like that's, the, that's like just the five knowing one. how to win. You got to know yeah. how to win, and uh, most NBA games come down to the pat or the last what five six minutes of the game, as long as it's somewhat close, and then that team that just knows how to win or has that superstar uh, usually takes over. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't continue to let these these opportunities go by just terribly like Sabonis is 42 and uh, uh, Sabonis is 40 point triple double a couple of weeks ago or 30 point triple double a couple of weeks ago. Um, then you did, which is in a loss. You got, you know, um, Miles Turner with a 33 and 15 game and you lose that game too. 
You can't keep lose, can't keep getting these great games from players, and we're losing these games. You know what I mean? Like if a player scores points in the game, you should be able to be somewhere where having a shot to win that game, not losing by eight, nine, ten points. That's just I mean, like so I think there's something that has to go. I think that the injuries will have a problem with it when they come back because Malcolm Brogdon is a guy who takes care of the ball, makes good decisions, makes good shots. Karis Levert is a playmaker. But if they're, you know, in and out of the lineup, you can't really get a cohesive thing going on. You know what I mean? Karis is trying to get himself back in after his his health issue, and then you got the COVID. Hey, did you hear back, Did you, you know? hear uh, Levert don't like it here? Did you hear that? Um, I did not, and if you don't like it here, go on about your business. Go blue. <laughs> right. I just feel like it's sad that athletic, you know, which is what we've been lacking, is that athleticism wing that we finally get one, and they don't like it here. Just another player that can't wait to get out of Indy. Well, there's a reason why they don't like it here. I mean, there's I mean, multi- not to there's say multiple that reasons. A bad place to be. There's multiple reasons. It's not just one. They feel it because they. They feel that you can't win here. They feel that you can't yeah. win here. That's how I see it. You know I mean? 13, you've, 14, 15, you've had superstars here and you can't win. We've had stars here, but you just cannot win. You can't keep them. They leave as soon as they get an opportunity. So something has to be said. Well, we know it's not the city because we keep drawing more and more big time events. You know, what right? I mean? But not people players. Who want to come here, just events. But not yeah, players to, to just watch to, the game. Well, yeah, they come here to watch. Well, we <laughs> we get players for foot. I mean, for basketball, we don't get players for basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't. What's the last primetime player we got in NFL? Don't say Wentz and don't say Rivers because they were all over the hill. Uh, and uh, for what's one, the name? for one, I will never <laughs> ever. In a million hundred thousand years, say wins. Because <laughs> I was all on that shit at the beginning of the season. Whole different show. But yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But I mean, they might not bring them in in Indianapolis. They draft them and they stay. The difference is the, the Pacers might get them in trade, might find a gym in the, in the uh, they might get them in trade. Might find a gym in the draft, and then soon as that gym starts to shine and can lead a team or be a piece to some, draw some people in, y'all don't do it right, and they leave and go somewhere else. Yep. They don't spend That's, the money, man. Just say it out yeah. loud. They don't spend the money. No, they don't want to win. It ain't even the money. You don't want to win. If you want to win, you spend the money. So it comes down to winning and losing. You like being mediocre. You like right. bringing back mediocre ass coaches. You, you know, like what I mean? just good enough to get some shit. people in the stands just to make that money and to stay so, underneath the uh, salary cap. So I vote we get rid Our of the Simons, tax. bring in new ownership, and change the shit around. Yeah, somebody wants to really, really invest in winning. Yeah, just win. You know, what I mean, not just to change the name of the stadium every three years. Just win. <laughs> uh, that's all I got, bro. All right, man. Um, Eye of the Storm. I do got something for Eye of the Storm. I just want to give heartfelt um, condolences to all the people that lost uh, friends or family members in the uh, fire in uh, in the Bronx. It was like 19 people had passed away 
and unfortunately nine of the 19 were children so that was a very sad event that went on today big alarm fire so thoughts and prayers out to their family make sure we're doing everything at your current house to prevent fires because once they start it's crazy i know uncle mark can attest to that uh being a fireman so yeah that's it from big storm only you can prevent forest fires <laughs> that that was a bad joke i know <laughs> that's the only thing that popped in my head when you said only you can prevent as a whole this big ass bear <laughs> but yeah take care of yourselves and i want to piggyback on that because i saw a tragedy um last evening and i was scrolling my tiktok you know i don't believe social media a whole lot I saw a very gruesome video of a side of a mountain falling on a boat. You know, I, I, I blew by it like, you know, another Photoshop type deal, you know, type deal on the social media sites like that. Uh, when I opened up my phone this morning, I found out that seven people lost their lives from that accident. A side of a mountain fell on a boat, a couple boats in Brazil. So uh, once again, you know, life is short. You know what I mean? You never know when it's coming to call you home. So live your life. Like it's the last, like it's the last day. Because it you know very mean? much can be. You know what I mean? Smile. You know, laugh. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Have fun. You know, live it. Don't stress on the bullshit. You know what I mean? Bullshit comes and goes, but your life is here once. So that's what we got today. I had to start. Oh, we got an announcement. Um, Checkers the Wreckers is coming back after a year hiatus. Uh, from the show, I know Sean has been doing the racing scene over on the iRacing with the Checkers of Records, uh, Checkers of Records TV. That's cool. But the actual show, Checkers of Records, is coming back to the paddock. The first show will be this Tuesday at 8 o'clock. I think my time is right. Sean is bringing in a new guest. I mean, a new host, uh, co-host. We have a new person here on the network. Uh, we actually had him on the football show a couple weeks ago. Mr. Weiss, he is... The source is what we call him. Uh, we get a lot of football college source information from him, but he is going to be in the paddock uh, with Tommy Boy and Checkers of Records starting this Tuesday. So make sure you guys jump on in that and check that thing out. And for anything else that we have um, here going on at the network, just hit us up on the website, bwsports1.com, or you can get with us at info.bwsports.gmail. Um, at gmail.com, you know, that kind of stuff. Last thing, uh, Lance loves it here, but might have a screw loose. He's from Brooklyn. Of course, he's got a damn screw loose. And I'll, I'll even uh, make you go dance. on the limb and say uh, multiple screws. <laughs> hey, man, what grown man blows in another grown man's ear? Just like, hey, yeah, buddy. That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool at all. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Let's make him dance. So she got so big storm, the one, BW Sports One, State of Basketball. We are out. Enjoy your week. Holla at you next week. Peace.